How you doing, everybody? Pastor Miles here. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Uh, I am so excited because today you are going to learn about your relationship, your partnership with the devil, but more importantly, how to break that partnership. Listen, hit the share button because I know everybody you know has uh, contracts with the devil. Everybody you know, and we're going to tear those contracts up today and break those agreements. Now, you're probably thinking, what does that mean? You're going to learn. So text the word, uh, uh, share, hit the share button, get this word out to your friends, and let's stand up and pray. In honor of God, we're going to stand up and pray and we're going to declare power over our life. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for being the God of truth. Thank you that you're going to expose the lies of the liar and set people free today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out. Uh, we are going to get into the Word today. On the count of three, say word. One, two, three. Word, word. Okay, get it out. Turn to uh, Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. We are going to go back to Genesis. We were in Genesis last week. Talk about the devil, devil's number one weapon. And by the way, if you weren't here last week, get the message. We talked about the devil's number one weapon that he uses against you every day. He is your enemy. When you get in arguments with people, you're not getting in arguments. The, the enemy is not the person. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And so that's the devil. And so understand there's always a spiritual battle going on between you and everybody you know. You have to understand that. And so the devil's number one weapon, as we talked last week, was that you can sin and have no consequences. And you could be like God knowing good and evil. Look it up, Genesis chapter 3. We're going to go back there today. But first I want to tell you a story. Um, I was in Costa Rica for two weeks. Estaba en Costa Rica dos semanas aprendiendo en español. Hace cinco años, about five years ago. And when I was there, I was asking my teacher, I asked my teacher, how do you say girlfriend and boyfriend? And they said novio for boyfriend, girlfriend is novia. And then they said there's another term they use, amigo con derechos. Amigo con derechos, now I'm piecing the words together because I'm learning Spanish and I'm like, amigo is friend, con is with, derechos is right. But it's really friends with rights or friends with benefits. And I was like, oh, but you're not really my girlfriend, you're not really my boyfriend, you just have benefits. I give you, I give you freedoms, I give you access every now and then. So it's not like we're really dating, we just have this little side deal. Okay, I got my contract with my girlfriend over here, but I got a little side deal working with you. Amigo con derechos, friends with benefits. You have a friends with benefits, friend with rights relationship with the devil. Every time you sin, you make an agreement with the devil. Now, you may say, I'm a Christian, I go to church, I praise the Lord, word, Jesus, and all kind of stuff. But every time you sin, you say, God, God, hold up. I'm a sign. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch me, watch me. I'm a sign of agreement with the devil. We're going to talk about that today, but then we're going to break this agreement up. Now, let's start in the beginning. You and I were created to walk with God speak with God, represent God, you and I were created to rule. Genesis chapter 1 says, let us make man our image according to our likeness, 126. Let us make man our image according to our likeness 
and let them, man, have dominion, authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the ground. Genesis 1.26. God created us to rule. We're supposed to take care of the earth. He made the earth. It was beautiful. He said it was good. And he said, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. We were made in his image. I-M-A-G-E. I-M-A-G-E. You were made um, individually unique. There is nobody like you. Psalm 139, 13, 14 says, for you, for you form my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. There's nobody like you knowing what your eye color, eye pattern, fingerprint pattern, knowing what your DNA. No one is like you on the planet. You are individually, individually unique. That's I in the word image. The word, the letter M in the word image is that God created you to be a moral mirror. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. We are to reflect his holiness. I in the word image of God is individually unique. M is uh, we are moral mirrors. A is you are given the authority to rule. God said have dominion over the fish of the sea. God gave us the authority to rule. The letter G in the word image is that we are created to be God's friend. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down his life for his friends. God considers his friend. And the word image, I-M-A-G-E, E is eternal. John tells us, John 14 says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also, and where I go, you, the way you may know. Now, God created us in his image, individually unique. There's nobody like you. You are a moral mirror created to reflect the glory of God. You are given the authority to rule. You are God's friend. G is God's friend and you were made to be eternal. God put eternity in you. So therefore, here we are, made in the image of God to have this incredible, supernatural, eternal, authoritative relationship with God to be his moral mirror, to reflect his glory on earth. And then the devil comes. And the only reason, this is so critical for you to know, the only way the devil has authority over your life is if you give it to him. The only way the devil has authority over your life is if you give it to him. And you say to him, devil, I'm going to get my contract out. Devil, I'm going to sign a deal with you. I'm going to give you authority over this part of my life. Here it is. And you give that contract to him. You do that every day. Now we're going to break this contract today. But some of you all got some nasty, ugly agreements with the devil. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 3. The same passage we looked at last week. It's okay. The word of God has layers of truth. And it's awesome. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. Look what it says. God said, let us make, I'm sorry. Genesis chapter 3. Let me get it. Genesis chapter 3. It says, the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed and said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. We looked at this last week. Don't trip. There's a lot of truth in this. And the woman said, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat nor shall you touch lest you die. And the devil said to the woman, you will not die for God knows in the day you eat. Your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, this is the number one weapon. 
you can sin and not have consequence and you will be like God. The devil can say anything he wants. The question is, what are you going to do? So the devil says, hey, Eve, God, what did God say? And she says, I can't eat from that tree. And the devil says, well, I'll make a deal with you. I can make your life better if you trust me. One, God is holding out on you. You're not going to die if you eat that tree. You're going to be like God. So let's make an agreement that you will believe me and do what I say and not believe God. Here's the contract. It's exactly what happened. And he was like, so a woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, a tree desirable to make one wise. She said, devil, I agree with you. You just sold me on your contract. Happens every day. When the devil hits his number one weapon on you, you sign a contract with him to trust him more than God. Now, how many times has the devil told you you're ugly and fat and you believe it? You're never going to be married. No one's ever going to love you. You're never going to have a good job. You're never going to be blessed. God's not going to answer your prayer. You're never going to have enough money to be comfortable. You're never going to be comfortable with the money you have. Constant lies and every time you believe him, you sign a contract with him. You say, now, God's telling you you're beautiful. God's telling you you're valuable. God's telling you he loves you. God's telling you he wants to bless you. God's telling you he wants to bless you financially, healthy, healthy. He wants you to trust him in your giving of your time, your talent, your treasure. God's telling you he wants to go to church, read the Bible, and, 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 and obey him. God's telling you he wants you to be generous. He wants you to be self-sacrificial. He doesn't want you to be egotistical but humble. He wants you to be patient, kind. And if you do those things, he'll bless you. And the devil says, don't do those things, do the opposite. And you have to decide who you believe. And the devil's going to tell you his number one weapon, if you do what I say, you're going to be like God and you won't have any consequences if you don't obey him. And then you go, okay, I agree with you. And you sign the contract. And when you sign a contract, you give him legal authority over your life. Think about it. I used to do cocaine. So as soon as I heard the devil say cocaine can make you happier than not having cocaine, I signed a contract that says I am going to agree to the devil and use cocaine and I'm giving you legal authority to bless me with all the benefits of cocaine. Here's what the God said to the devil about Job. Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. He gave the devil authority over a certain part of his life. He said, you can only go this far. You can only go this far. And Job ended up being, being losing a lot and then getting back tenfold and was happy. But the, the point is, the devil only goes as far as he's allowed. And, and part of that is in our, when we have responsibilities, when we say, I'm giving it to you. So if you go out there and cheat on your wife or your husband, you are telling the devil, I believe I will be happier than if I'm unfaithful than if I'm faithful. And I am given authority of the devil in my life in that area. So I am going to say I am going to trust pornography in my life. And so I am given authority of pornography over my life, over my brain, over my body, over my relationship. I am going to trust drugs and alcohol in my life. I'm given authority of that over my life. I'm going to trust deceit 
So I give authority of deceit. Deceit, do your magic for me. Unfaithfulness, do your magic for me. Being lazy, do your magic for me. I want you to think about this. If any sane person got up and said, okay, I'm going to have a conversation with the devil. By the way, you're never going to have, I'm Satan, come in your room and have a conversation. It ain't going to be like that. It's going to be a nice little soft little voice that sounds like you, that sounds kind of rational, but a little, little deceitful. And you're like, eh, it's not that bad. Sometimes that devil might be a smooth brother. It might be some swirly, wiggly, jiggly female, whatever it is. How, whatever package it comes, it's going to come. Maybe money, maybe a nice shiny car, some nice shiny jewelry. What, however the devil wants you, he'll get you. But as soon as you make that agreement, you are saying, number one, I'm making an agreement to trust you, and I'm giving you legal authority to do whatever you want. You can't use drugs and tell drugs don't have your impact on me. You're telling the drugs, I surrender. And if you look at it that way, you wouldn't do it because you would realize it's going nowhere. So what do you do? The only thing you can do is break those agreements. And to break those agreements in Jesus' name. Number five, Satan, satanic agreements can only be broken in Jesus' name. The Bible says... In Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came and spoke saying, all authority, all authority has been given me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you to the end of the age. But he says, all authority. If you ask anything in my name with my authority, I will do it. So what we're going to do in a minute is we are going to break these agreements. Now, symbolically what I'm going to do is I'm going to tear this paper up. Because as we pray this, I want you to maybe get a piece of paper out. It's to tear up the agreements. And you have to think what yours are. Is it a drugs and alcohol agreement? Is it a lying agreement? Is it the agreement that you are less than? That God doesn't love you like he loves that person. That God's not going to bless you like he Bless that person. Is that your agreement? Do you believe that? And after we break this agreement, we're going to give you a chance to ask Christ to be your Savior. And then we're going to take communion. So I want you to think about the agreements. And, and, and if after we're done, you can write down some of the agreements. And the more you can write, the more you can break, the more you can acknowledge, the more freedom you're going to have. And some of these agreements have been things you believed about yourself since you were a little kid. Your mother, your father said something to you and you held it. A friend, a neighbor said something to you and held it. Someone did something to you, violated you and you held it. And the devil's been using it in your life. It's now time to say, I don't believe that anymore. I'm not going to hold that truth anymore. I'm not going to be subjected and submitted to that truth. I'm not going to let that, that lie have authority over me. So I want you to pray, declare this over yourself right now. We're going to break these agreements. Just look at me and declare this out loud. Say, in Jesus' name, I break all agreements and contracts I've made with the devil and declare the blood of Jesus over my sin. In Jesus' name, 
I exercise authority given to me by Jesus and command Satan out of my life. In Jesus' name, I establish a contract with God's prophetic testimony of my kingdom purpose. God has declared something over your life. And in Jesus' name, I commit doing whatever it takes to fulfill God's prophetic testimony over my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And I break the contract. I'm going to challenge you. Go home, write your contract, write out the contracts that you have. You have them in your heart. Now you've got to write them on paper so you can see them. And then break them in Jesus' name. We're going to take communion. And hopefully you have some bread, some juice, uh, a fruit of the vine with you. And when we take communion, we are declaring that we understand Jesus died and rose from the dead for our sin. And we are declaring allegiance, submission, union with him in his death and resurrection. So before we do that, we want to give you an opportunity to ask him to forgive you of your sin. So just look at me and say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I realize I'm a sinner and that the penalty of my sin is death. But I believe you died and rose for me, for me, and I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, please text the word SAVE to 52525. And we want to help you in your relationship with God. But I want you to get out the bread and uh, some juice or a glass of wine, whatever it is you're going to take your communion with. And we are going to declare that we remember that Jesus died for our sin and rose from the dead and recommit our life to him. When he says, do this and remember to me, he says, when you think of me, I want you to think of my death. I want you to think of my sacrifice, and then I want you to recommit yourself to living a life of sacrifice. So get out the bread and pray this prayer with me. Say, dear God, I remember that you died and that you rose and that you were beat and that you suffered and that you were whipped. So I take this bread acknowledging that, confessing my submission to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Get out your juice or whatever you have. This is the blood of the new covenant. In Old Testament, they would shed animal blood. But then Jesus shed his sinless blood once and for all. And so as you take this, you are acknowledging that you have been cleansed of the blood of Jesus and that you are forgiven once and for all. Lord, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. And I pray that everyone listening would understand the power of your death and resurrection and the power of your sinless blood and the extent to which we have been eternally forgiven. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Um, if you prayed that prayer with us, you tore up that contract, you had communion, I want you to understand spiritually you have been set free. But now you have to live it every single day. If you text the word SAVE to 52525, we want to help you in that relationship, in that journey. But it is a constant everyday journey. The devil's going to come after you. You're going to have temptations. You're going to hear about in your head, I can get away with it. I can decide good and evil on my own. But you must stay faithful to the word of God, to prayer, come to church, get in a group, get someone in your life who can help you like iron sharpens iron, help you in your relationship with God. I'm in a small group. I have a small group of people I meet with all the time to encourage them. They encourage me. You can't do this alone. I remember one time I was in Hawaii on a vacation and I was on a cliff and the cliff went down probably 500 feet to rocks. I would have died. And this voice, feeling, presence came over me to jump. And it was so real that I literally had to walk away from the edge because it, it, it was, I felt like I was going to go. It was that real. The devil is real. He's very subtle. He very rarely show himself to you or reveal himself to you in a really powerful, tangible way. He's very subtle. That's why you must be faithful every single day. I want to pray for you before I go because I'm so excited about you being set free, but you need to walk in that freedom every day. Lord, I pray for every person listening. I pray in Jesus' name for power, for clarity, for courage and boldness and patience to walk with you faithfully one day at a time and to surround themselves with people of God who can encourage them and speak life to them. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week.